Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. Come on church, how are we doing this morning? Are we all doing well? Awesome church. Can you help me welcome in all those that are tuning in online at all of our campuses and locations, Jolenton Creek, Orange Park, Midtown. Awesome, man. Well, hey, it is Riot Takeover Weekend. Yes, yes, yes. Come on, I got some of my Riot students down here in the front. Come on, why don't you say hey to everybody? Man, Riot Takeover Weekend, man. It is a really, really special weekend. And, and, and really quickly, man, I just wanted to share a few quick thoughts, and then uh, Pastor Stovall is going to come up and, and, and share an incredible message. Uh, but really quickly, man, I wanted to give some honor uh, where it is due. You know, youth ministry... Uh, it's not the easiest thing in the world. And, and, you know, it takes some very dedicated people. And so uh, at Orange Park, man, I want to give honor where it's due to Pastor Kevin Crowley at Julington Creek, Pastor Tony Perez, uh, Pastor Elaine Owens, all of our uh, riot volunteers and, and college students. Man, thank you so much uh, for what you do. We love you guys tremendously. And uh, here at the arena in Midtown, you guys are stuck with me. Uh, so if I haven't had a chance to meet you, Man, my name is Keith, and I serve as the Arena Midtown Riot Pastor. And on behalf of Pastor Stovall Care, we're so glad that you're here and decided to join us uh, for this student takeover weekend. Yes, come on. Anybody excited to be in church this weekend? Awesome. Well, hey, if I haven't had an opportunity to meet you yet, man, a little bit about me. I am married, uh, happily married with, and, and my wife and I, we have a beautiful baby girl named Kyla. Uh, she is nine months old, uh, nine months old, and she is an absolute sweetheart, but she is going through a growth spurt right now, so she's not sleeping through tonight, so play, pray for her salvation, uh, because clearly she lost it, uh, so be praying for Kyla. <laughs> And so, uh, yeah, like I said, man, right now we're just kind of in, in this parenting season. We're trying to teach Kyla uh, how to crawl. Um, so for any parents that can relate, what, what we're kind of doing right now is, you know, we'll kind of layer on her stomach and then uh, we'll just try to, we'll put anything in front of her just to kind of get her to move. We'll put food in front of her. Uh, we'll put toys in front of her, anything we can do just to like, just to try to get some movement out of her. And uh, something else that we'll, we'll sometimes do as well is, you know, we'll kind of, you know, put her on her stomach and then, uh, you know, my wife and I will, will kind of go to the other side of the room. And this happens every single time without fail is, is, is as soon as we put her down and then she sees us start to walk away, instantly she starts crying. Instantly, she's like on her stomach, just fussing, just throwing a fit. Again, pray for her salvation because clearly she needs some Jesus. Uh, but she's just kind of throwing a fit. And, and, and right now, what I'm trying to teach Kyla is, is Daddy, Daddy's not far away, but if you want to see me, then you have to move. Man, and I think that that principle, that concept can apply to so many of us because for many of us in our lives, we want to experience a move of God, but we won't move with God. So maybe you came in here this morning, and, and if you're honest, you would say, man, I need a move of God in my life. I want to experience a move of God uh, in this situation. I need a move of God in my finances. Hello. I need a move of God at my school. I need a move of God at my job. I want to experience a move of God. 
Well, I'm here to assure you this morning that God is indeed on the move, and he's looking for worshipers that'll worship him in spirit and in truth. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, and God is a miracle-working God. He's still in that business. And so if you want to see a miracle in your life, come on, there's got to be some movement. If you want to experience a move of God, then you have to move with God. Come on, turn to three people around you and say, you got to move. You got to move. You got to move. You got to move with God. And so that, that, that begs the question, right? How does God move? And I love this about our God that he is a, a generational God. God moves through generations. And oftentimes in scripture, God will refer to himself as, I'm the God of your fathers. I'm, I'm the God of Abraham. I'm the God of Isaac, the, the God of Jacob. And I love this because, again, God is a generational God. And what you see in scripture and, and the heroes of our faith is that the promise was given to Abraham. But watch this, because Abraham was faithful, his son Isaac was able to be fruitful. And then because Isaac was faithful, his son Jacob was able to be fruitful. And because Jacob was faithful, Joshua was able to be fruitful. And because Joshua was faithful, Moses was able to be fruitful. And because Moses was faithful, Joshua was able to be fruitful. You see, God is a generational God. He moves through generations. Now watch this. Your faithfulness will determine the next generation's fruitfulness. Come on. Your faithfulness will determine the next generation's fruitfulness. You know, youth and young adult ministry is absolutely impossible without the investment of those that have gone before. Because there are a generation of students behind you that desperately need you, that need your time, that need your prayers, that need your faith, that just need your investment. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have it all together. You just have to be willing. You just have to be willing. You know, one of our kind of theme scriptures in Riot uh, can be found in, in, in John 17, uh, verse 16, where, where Jesus is praying for his disciples, and he says that they are not of the world as I am not of the world, which is where we derive that common teaching that we are to be in the world, but not. Come on, 1130, this is a smart class. This is a smart class. You did better than the 930, so give yourselves a hand. <laughs> in the world, but not of the world. The riot, the riot is an unrestrained outbreak of passion for Jesus. And we exist to build a movement that paves the way for students to find hope in Jesus. I want you to catch that. We exist to build a movement that paves the way for students to find hope in Jesus. This isn't just some youth program, it's a pathway. This is so much more than just a ministry, it's a movement. Because ministries build themselves, but come on, movements build the church. Movements build the kingdom. Movements put God first. Movements are all about him. This isn't just a ministry, it's a movement. So let me tell you a little bit about the movement I see, and this is what makes me so passionate. This is the stuff that keeps me up at night. First and foremost, this movement is all about Jesus. Come on, is anybody grateful for Jesus? Our Lord of Lords, our King of Kings, who died for you in our place. It's all about Jesus. Man, this movement is passionate. This movement is authentic. This movement is relevant. This movement is together because we can't do this alone. I can't do this by myself. We have to be in this together. 
This movement is going to be something to be reckoned with. This movement scares the devil. This movement is going to be something that I believe changes the city of Jacksonville. I'm not saying change just to change, but I firmly believe that. This movement is going to change Orlando. This movement is going to change Fort Lauderdale. This movement is going to change D.C. This movement is going to change this country. This movement is going to change this continent. This movement is going to change this world. Come on, is anybody hearing me this morning? This is not just a ministry. It is a movement where we will continue to put God first and see him move in a supernatural way in this next generation. Because I firmly believe that in our seats, these students, these are the next pastors. These are the next leaders. These are the next preachers. These are the next evangelists. These are the next missionaries. These are the next workers. These are the next police officers, the next firefighters, the next doctors, the next lawyers, the next presidents, the next... They're next. They are next. And man, I have such a huge dream for Riot. A huge dream for Riot. A huge dream for this movement. A huge dream for these students. And I, I just see so, so much potential. Man, I believe that we're coming up on a time, man, where we're going to see a revival break out in this generation and, and, and on this earth that we have never seen before, and it's gonna be led by these students right here. They're sitting in our seats. Man, and, and what a great honor and privilege we have to be able to invest in and pull up the next generation. Man, I'm, I'm believing so much so that to the point that Man, in three years, by the end of 2020, I think we're gonna see over 20,000 students across all of our locations. Man, there's, there's over 60,000 in just Duval County alone. That's not even including St. John's, that's not including Clay County. In Duval County alone, there are over 60,000 students. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. We need your time. We need your time. We need your prayers. Church, I, I need you to be praying for the riot. And not just that when you talk to somebody, oh yeah, I'm gonna pray for you, and then you never do it. I need you to pray for riot. <laughs> I need you to be, be believing in faith for, for what God can do and, and believing on behalf of this generation. I need your faith. I need your time. I need your prayers. I need your faith because, man, I, I look at and I reflect on my life, and that's exactly what I had for me. You know, about 10 years ago, my family came to Celebration Church for the first time, a little over 10 years ago. And, uh, man, I was able to get plugged in uh, through Fuse at the time as a student. And, man, I remember, yeah, Fuse. Everybody remembers Fuse, the F word. Um, I mean, I was able to get plugged in at Fuse and everything, man. And I remember on a Sunday morning uh, just coming to church and, and you know, I was kind of, I never didn't believe, but I, I was never fully just kind of in it. I was kind of more so going because, you know, my parents were making me come. And uh, man, I remember on a Sunday morning, man, I, I heard Pastor Stovall preaching and I, I don't remember what he was saying, but I, I will never forget just, I have this mental picture in my head. And, and in that moment for the very first time, man, I, I knew that God loved me and, and, and you know, I went down an altar just, just crying my eyes out and man, I gave my life to Christ. And uh, man, I had some people around me, man. I had an, a, a generation that went before me that took the time to pastor me, that took the time to believe in me, to call out my giftings and, and say, man, you don't have to live in this lifestyle anymore, but man, God has incredible things for you, man. And I, I had people that, that truly uh, just helped me realize my potential, man. and, and that makes me think, man, how much more do these students need that as well? Man, and that's what we get to do. And man, 
I, I, I'm so grateful for this house that is Celebration Church. Man, I, I, I grew up in this house. I was saved in this house. I was loved in this house, man. I, I've belonged in this house. I learned how to worship in this house. I learned how to praise in this house. I learned how to trust God and put him first in this house. Come on, is anybody grateful for the house that they get to call home in Celebration Church? Come on, does anybody love this house? And as much, and as much as I love this house, I am so, 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 so grateful for the, the mother and father of this house that have been so faithful in not only building up this house, but building up the next generation. And so uh, to Pastor Stovall and Carrie Weems, I, I love you deeply. And uh, I, don't have, I don't have many heroes in this world. It's a very short list and you are certainly on it. And so uh, church at all of our locations here at the arena, from the front to the back, from the left to the right, please do me a favor and stand up on your feet. And can we please give honor where it is due to our pastors, Pastor Stovall and Carrie Weems. Oh, wow. Hey, stay standing. Come on, welcome all of our locations right now. We're so glad uh, that you're with us. You guys can, uh, can go ahead and be seated today. And uh, all right, you made it out in the rain. All right. I'm telling you, these weekends, man, with all this rain, I got like three flash flood warnings pop up on my phone but like by 9 a.m., you know what I'm saying? Like alert, alert, flood, flood. You will drown. Whatever you do, don't leave the house. I'm like, this is the devil, man. People need to hear God's word. <laughs> hey, and I'll tell you something else. We just need to tighten up a little bit here in the West. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we can't let rain and stuff like that. I don't want anyone to be unsafe or anything like that, but... Uh, you know, it's important, just like Keith Jr. was talking about, it's important that we, we live by example and we show the next generation. You know what? God's house is a priority, you know? And yes, people get sick and travel and all that kind of stuff, but we're gonna, we're gonna make God's house a priority even sometimes when it's not convenient. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so I, I wanna thank you for, for sometimes these weekends can be like a half the crowd. And I didn't want it to be that today, uh, really because of what we're focusing on, you know, our next generation. And how about giving it up for Keith Pittman Jr.? Isn't it great to see how God, uh, great to watch him grow up in God's house. And church, we're really getting to an exciting time in our church. And we're going to unpack a little, bit, a, a little bit of that for you in the announcements and in a couple of things over the next few weeks. I'm really excited about the series I'm kicking off next week called Above uh, the Sun. I think it's gonna be a powerful series, but also in a couple of weeks, we're gonna show you what's going on in, in kids. How many of you have seen, we've almost finished uh, renovating our kids' uh, facilities here at the arena, and um, we're really excited about that. So when we talk about the next gen, we're kind of talking about, you know, our kids obviously birth to about 12 years old, and then our students being uh, middle school, high school, and college, and even sub-30. We're really looking at that kind of 13 to 30 range. And as many of you know, uh, we make a big, big investment 
uh, in our students here at Celebration. And uh, I wanna remind everyone, you know what's gonna be going on this, uh, this week in, in corporate America? Um, the fashion industry is gonna be sitting around spending millions of dollars and planning on how to meet, reach your youth. The movie industry, the media industry, everything out there, what they're, what they're, the music, everything out there, you know what they're thinking? How are we gonna reach the youth? That's where the market is. Every idea, you know what the terrorists are thinking about? How do we reach the youth? Every ideology, every philosophy, every great movement, good or bad, has always started in young people. So how many of you know, how much more does the church need to prioritize the next generation? If we're gonna keep, the, keep, keep God's kingdom moving forward, and, and, and I wanna speak to something too, uh, just so that you know that. You know, we, we have thousands of, of uh, young people in our student ministries at, at all of our locations, but you know, it would be real easy for us to like, do a big conference, and, and I mean, I, I think we're gonna have that next year even, but just kind of do a big event, get, you know, the big speakers and big bands, you know, just kind of do that. That is not what Riot is about. Riot is about raising up leaders. Riot is about discipleship, and so don't, don't be confused when you see these big riot nights Okay, those are for the big celebration, and, and, and by the way, the, the, the definition of the word riot is an unrestrained outbreak of passion. And there are a lot of things in the world that people are having unrestrained outbreaks of passion about. How many of you know we need to have an unrestrained outbreak of passion for God? Come on, can you give God a hand for that? And... Uh, so, and some people ask, what's the deal with the gas mask, man? That's kind of like weird. That's kind of like heavy. That's intense. Come on, I'm representing. Come on, right? I'm repper. <laughs> well, how many of you would agree that the culture of this world is toxic for young people? today without God. But as Keith said, we're, we're, we're not of the world, but we're called to be in the world. And so we're not going to shrink back from everything that's going on out there. No, we are going to go straight forward. We are going to run right into it. But you know what? We're going to make sure that we're breathing the right air. Come on, the air from heaven. We're going to bring God's presence and we're going to rescue people. We're going to rescue young people out of the, out of the poison, out of the sin that's killing their lives. And so I want to thank you so much uh, for, for your example uh, and your faithfulness and your giving uh, and all that. It's so, so important here at, uh, at Celebration. So are you ready to get into the word today for a few minutes? So I know what you're thinking. You're nervous because you're like, man, it's like 12, 17, man. Y'all, we've been doing a lot. I mean, like, how long you plan on, plan on uh, preaching? Listen, I'm not gonna preach long. How many of you believe that? I'm not. I'm not gonna preach long, but I just checked the weather again. It's raining to like six o'clock tonight. Your homes are gonna be underwater anyway. And so we just, it's, it's another five minutes at church. Isn't gonna hurt. But the, 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 the word that I have today, and I'll, I'll, it is a word. It's not really a message. It's a word, and I think it's a, a word. It's a generational word. I think it speaks to the breadth of uh 
of the church. I think it will speak to your life, the next generation. I really feel like God is, 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 is bringing our church into a really exciting new season. How many of you can sense that? Can you sense that? It's not just... It's not just, you know, the, the new campuses and, the, you know, th these things like that. It, uh, it has to do with maturity. And it has to do with, with what we've all been doing is faithfully sowing for so many years into the next generation and, and, and now reaping a lot of that and uh, seeing these young people, man, come up and so many of them on our staff now and they're, look, they're pastors and preachers and they're getting, uh, getting great jobs in the business community and they're making an impact and, and they're making an influence. So I just wanna let you know as your pastor, man, I'm excited. There's a great new season that we're heading into in our church and, uh, and, and there, you might well say, well, well Stovall, I'm, you know, I'm older. What, what, what's for me? Everything's for you. Do you see what I'm saying? What, what, what I mean is, man, we need you more than ever. As Keith talked about, it's our faithfulness that's, that's gonna help the next generation uh, experience fruitfulness. And you leading by example, you leading a group, you being faithful to church, even when it rains. I'm talking to you stay-at-home internet watchers. Oh, yeah. Look, you're going to get the message on the app, and I'm glad that you're tuning in, but you're going to wish you were here in person by the time we get to the end of today. I'm just, I'm just saying. You know, the funny thing is, then I'll be quiet and start. It's funny, pastors, you know, we don't want anything to mess with Sunday. You know what I'm saying? And people coming to church, but it's different in every area of the country. So pastors, my friends up north, they care less about rain. People come in rain all day long. But if it's snow, that's it. Nobody's coming to, to church. You know what I'm saying? For some reason down here, it's like, man, bad rain, no one comes to church. Louisiana is different. I mean, Louisiana's underwater like half the year anyway. So people come to church in the rain. But if LSU football, if they lose on Saturday night, church is shut down on Sunday morning. Nobody, no, the pastor don't even come to church. He's too depressed. And then it's funny because my pastor friends in the Northwest, where it's kind of always gray and rainy and cloudy, they're like, oh, no, please, not a nice day. Because if the sun's out, then nobody comes to, to church up there because they finally got a sunny day to be outdoors. But uh, it's just funny how all of that works. But I really, uh, you know, hopefully you are watching online uh, today if you didn't come in. I'll try to keep the guilt to a minimum and... Uh, but I'm just really excited about what God's doing our young people. And I want to share a word. Here, here's what I want to talk to you about. I want to talk to you today about the path of your purpose. Because your purpose has a path. Okay? Young and old, your purpose is not just, we, we talk about fulfilling your purpose. Well, I think, yes, we, we're fulfilling our purpose in the action sense because we never really arrive. There's a pathway of our purpose as we're following the call of God. And the call of God can be very exciting, right? Because the call of God speaks to direction and it gives you a picture for your life. I mean, David, when he was called to be king over Israel, think about the picture that he had. Like, why wow, he's 16. I mean, of our riding students, 16. He's anointed as king over Israel. Can you imagine the picture that he had with that call? 
He had that picture. I mean, I don't know what he thought about. I mean, probably what, you know, king stuff, right? Like sitting on a throne or eating grapes, telling people what to do. I don't know, you know, whatever kings did uh, back in that day. But he had a picture. But what David didn't understand at that time was, well, there's a, there's a pathway to that picture. And that pathway doesn't really speak to direction. It speaks to development. Are you following me? There's a process in developing your purpose. Yes, the call speaks to direction, but your pathway speaks to the development. So I'm going to talk to you about that for the next few moments. And I've entitled this message, Just Passing Through. Just Passing Through. Come on, look at someone near you and say, you're just passing through. You're just passing through. Look at this. Well, let's pray. Father, we love you. God, help us to lean in for these next few moments. Lord, forgive those that didn't come to church because of the rain. Lord, remove the guilt. It's a new day in Jesus. And everybody said, amen. All right, look at this. Isaiah 43. Now, there's a lot of literal and historical implications about this chapter, but I really want to look at it from the, the, uh, the prophetic perspective here because it is very prophetic. Look what God says. God says, but now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, who formed you, Israel, do not fear for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. Does everybody see the call right there? Listen, you have a call over your life. God created you. He formed you. And guess what? He has summoned you. And he summoned you by name. You belong to him. Come on. Jesus has died for your sins because of the blood of Jesus. God has redeemed you back to him. Now you belong to him, so guess what? Now you get to walk in the purposes of God. So it goes on in verse two, he says, look, when you pass through the waters, everybody say pass through. He says, pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you what? Say it, everybody say it. Pass through the rivers. They will not sweep over you. When you walk what? Come on, walk through the fire you will not be burned. Look, the flames will not set you ablaze for I'm the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Skip down a couple of verses. Look at this. Look at the call of God. Do not be afraid for I'm with you. Do you see how many times in this passage already God's saying, I'm with you. I'm with you. Listen, God is with you. Keith Jr., I didn't even know he was gonna talk about that. He talked about if you wanna get in a move of God, you've got to be with God. Well, here's the good news. God is with you, so you just have to choose to be with him. He says, look, I will bring your children. I love this. I have to come on, right? I think this is a next-gen passage right here. God's speaking to everyone, but look at this. Come on. Look, look, look. I will bring your children from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up and to the south, do not hold them back. Come on church, that's what we're saying to the enemy. That's what we're saying to the, to, to, to the world. Look, you're not holding back God's children any longer. They're gonna come forth into the purposes of God. See, these are barriers to purpose. And God's saying not any longer, give them up. To the south, don't hold them back. Bring my sons from afar, my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, who I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Keep going. Now let's skip on down a little bit. Look at this. Forget the former things. Do not dwell 
on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Everybody say new thing. God is doing, not wants to do, is doing a new thing in your life. But just because you don't see it yet does not mean that God is not working behind the scenes. You follow me? He's doing it. Look what it says. It says, look, I'm doing a new thing. You know that word? I was studying that word thing in Hebrew. Y'all know I'm a Hebrew scholar, right? I'll be Hebrewing it up all in that Bible. I studied that word new thing, thing. I was like, man, thing. You don't ever hear God say like, I'm gonna do a thing. I'm like, so I'm gonna study thing, thing, man, all kind of different angles, interlinear, Greek, Hebrew lexicon, da, 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 eschological significance. You know what thing means? It means a thing. It literally, the, you know, you're never supposed to define a word with a word. That's what it does. It means thing. Now, thinking about that, why would God say, I'm doing a new thing? Here's what I believe, is because what God is doing in each and every one of us might look different for each and every one of us. But what God wants you to know is that he's with you and he's doing, for some of you, that new thing is that healing you've been believing God for. For some of you, that new thing is that marriage you've been believing God for. For some of you, that new thing is that your, your kid getting right with God. I wish somebody would let me preach up in this storm up in here. For some of you, it's that breakthrough in your business. For some of you, it's relief from this pain. For some of you, it's a, see, see, watch, there's always, each of us, we have our things. And what God is saying is that I'm in it, and I'm gonna make it new. I'm gonna make it redemptive. Come on, I'm gonna bless you. You just need the spiritual eyes to see that I'm doing it even when it doesn't look like it. You follow me? Look what he says here. He says, look, I'm doing, I'm doing, look, now it springs up. So I'm gonna show you how it springs up. Look, don't, do you not perceive it? Look, I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Listen, you might feel like you're in a wasteland. Right now, listen, remember this. Just because circumstantially you might be in a wasteland, that doesn't mean you're waste. You might be in a wilderness. You might, you might feel lost just because you feel like you don't know where to go. That doesn't mean God doesn't know where to take you. Do you see? He says, look, I'm making a way in the wasteland. I'm, I'm gonna make streams, or I'm gonna make a way in the wilderness. I'm gonna make streams in the wasteland, listen, no matter what your circumstance, no matter what your season looks like right now, if you will understand that God is with you, I'm telling you, all of a sudden, you'll see, you'll, 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 you'll see a way in that wilderness start to appear. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. All of a sudden, you'll see a stream in, in that wilderness. You'll begin to see how that God's gonna use all this for his good. You'll be, begin to see that way out. See, because God just doesn't make a way. God is the way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
Come on, when you got Jesus, you're getting out. Everybody say, I'm getting out. Now let me show you this process. Go back to go back to uh, first part of this. I love this. So look what he says. He says, look, everybody say when. Not if, but when. When you go through, he says three things here. Waters, rivers, and fire. He says, I want you to know a couple of really important things about that. When you're going through those things, number one, I'm with you. Here's what a lot of people think. A lot of people think like, okay, I'm in this, first of all, waters, river, fire. Okay, what, what do waters represent in the Bible? The sea waters, it's always the unknown, the unfamiliar, a fear of the future, the unknown, the un, un, unfamiliar, there's waters. There's rivers, what are the rivers? Rivers are turbulence, danger, some of you, right now, you're in a season in your life, man, you're in this trial, man. There's turbulence in your life. What do the fires represent? Fires represent pain, real pain, real disappointment. You're in a season right now of pain. Here's what God, two things so, so important. God wants you to know that he's with you. And God wants you to know that he didn't bring you into that but he is gonna bring you through that. Do you see? Now watch, 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 watch. Many of us think this. Many of us think, well, I, you know, I sinned, I messed up, I've made all these bad decisions, so now I'm in this, 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 these waters or this river or this fire or something like that, so now I'm in big trouble. L let me encourage you today. It doesn't matter if you put yourself in the trial it doesn't matter if it's just the circumstances of life put you there. It doesn't matter if somebody else put you there. Here's what matters. Not, not how did you get there, but who is in there with you. And I'm telling you that God says it doesn't matter if you messed up, somebody else messed up. It's just the circumstances of life. God is saying, I'm with you. And God is saying this, listen. I'm leading you through this place. I haven't brought you here to leave you here, but you're just passing through. Everybody say, I'm just passing through. You're just, you're just passing through. And here's what I want to say to many of you this morning. Listen, don't camp out in the place that God's called you to pass through. Here's where many followers of Jesus get confused. Here's where they, 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 here's how people quit. Here's how people lose hope. What happens is they get in the waters, they get in the rivers, they get in the fire, and it's like, okay, I guess this is what my life is. I can't, I can't see the other side. I can't see the way out. I'm not even sure how I got in this place. I got here in the first place. And so here's what people do. They quit. They settle for less. And many times when they were so, so close to coming out on the other side. See, on the other side is the new thing. But here's how the pathway of purpose looks. And here's what we read in Isaiah 43. There's four components to God's call and how it relates into your purpose, okay? The first thing is this, God calls you out. Come on, he calls you out. He's called you out of darkness. 
He's called you out of that sin. He has called you out of the world. Just like we read there, he has called you out. You belong to him. He has summoned you. He's got a purpose for your life. He's got a call on your life. He's called you out of that addiction. He's called you out of that lifestyle. He's called you out of that sin. He's called you out of that pain. He's called you out of that unhealthy group of friends that you thought were friends but are really pulling you down. Everybody say, God's called me out. That's the first step. He's called you out. In Isaiah 43, that's what it says. You, you belong to me. I'm calling north, south, east, and west. I'm calling you out. What did he do to the children of Israel? He called them out. Thank God that God calls us out and doesn't leave us in our pain or leave us in our mess, but he calls us out. So I want to stop right there and I want to just present this. Maybe you're here today. Maybe you're listening online, regretting it because you should have come to church even in the rain. And there's some things you're still in that you know God's called you out of. See, the reason that we stay in things that God has called us out of is because we have some kind of idea that somehow that's gonna fulfill us or sustain us or bring the thing that only God can bring. But see, God calls us out of that stuff because that can't sustain you. That can't bring his life. God will, all, will call you out of everything that can't sustain you in your relationship with him and you being who he's called you to be. Come on, can you give him a hand for that? So look, he calls you out. The, se the, the, the second th thing we saw there, what he calls you through. Don't camp out. So look, he's called you out. Now we get into these trials. We get into these seasons. It's, it's, it's waters. It's the unfamiliar. It's rivers. It's turbulent. It's trials. It's, it's fire. It's painful. Or, or here's the thing. See, you can maybe navigate a few waters, a few rivers, something like that. But here's the thing about fire. You touch fire, you're going to get burned. But that scripture right there says, you'll, you'll go in the fire, you will not get burned. What does it speak to? The impossible. Many times you're in an impossible situation. You're in an impossible season. I wanna let you know if you are facing the impossible, then you are right where God wants you because it's when you're facing the impossible, that's when you learn that nothing is impossible with God. So watch, he calls you out. Now he calls you through. I'm not camping here. I'm not staying here. I'm just passing through. Tell somebody, I'm just passing through. I'm just telling them again, say, you're just passing through. You're just passing through. Whatever trial you're in, you're just passing through. Then what does God do? Then he calls you up. And then he calls you into, into his blessing into that new season, into the healing or the breakthrough, the, the, the new thing that he's doing in your life. But here's what we have to realize, to get to the into, we have to go through. Because there is a pathway to purpose. There's a pathway to purpose. Young people, listen to me. You will go through season after season after season in your life 
of pain, of disappointment, of turbulence, of the unfamiliar or the unknown. Every time you're in one of those difficult seasons, I want you to remember you're just passing through. You're just passing through. Don't ever camp out at the place where God has called you to pass through. I wish y'all'd help me preach. That's why so many believers quit. That's why they give up hope. That's why they settle for less or settle for small. You know, um, this past summer, uh, well, I guess it was just like a month ago, I was in South Africa and Zimbabwe. I go there uh, most, most summers. It's winter over there. I love it. And one thing I always do over there is I go hunting over there. And I don't ever hunt, you know, any exotic. I, don't, I, I, I would never, you know, hunt like a leopard or a lion or any, anything like that. But I do hunt, you know, like the deer species, like antelope, gazelle, kudu, wildebeest, things like that for meat, because it really is, there's a ministry that owns a farm there with all these animals, and it really is a blessing to the kids um, for them to eat meat, you know? And, uh, and y'all know, like, that would be the only reason that I would hunt over there, right? It's all about the children. It's just for the children, right? It has nothing to do that I like to hunt. The only reason I'm doing that is for the children. How many of y'all believe that? Oh, two of you do. Okay, well, I, uh, everybody's like, nah, we think you enjoy hunting a little bit. We're glad it goes to the kids, but, you know, we're not. Let's just remember this. Some of y'all need people like me. Here's why you need people like me. You need to be able to go into Publix and buy that piece of meat and have a clean conscience and not ever think about how that piece of meat how it got from a live animal to looking all nice and dressed up in the grocery store. Listen, let pastor take care of that part. I'll take care of that part. Just, I'll fill up the sufferings for Christ. I'll stand in the gap there so you don't have to deal with that. But uh, so we're over there this time. And um, so the guy there, the guy comes up to me and says, look, we've got, we've got a big herd of Cape Buffalo um, They've been roaming through the farm. They're hard to get. They're not where the other animals are, but there's some big bulls in there. We need a couple taken out. W would you like to hunt one? And uh, of course, I'm, I'm, my instant thought is, man, think of all the kids we could feed with a huge <laughs> no, And uh, <laughs> And so he tells me, he says, now listen, this is different from the other things you've been hunting. You know, Cape Buffalo, they, they kill people. In fact, I think they, they kill more people in Africa than even uh, lions or, or, or some of the other big cats. And then they said they'll, they'll charge, they'll kill people. We got to bring in these special guides. It's like a very restrictive hunt, but, but we, we, we know where they are. They're going to be a little bit hard to get to. Do you want to hunt one? And so Stovey, you know, Stovey's with me. So he's like, oh yeah, absolutely. You know, let's, let's go. Don't you love, that's what I love about young people. They just don't quite filter the consequences. It can be good and bad. So uh, I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's, let's do it. And so we go out uh, the next morning and we're in these trucks, you know, and the guides are looking for tracks as, so they can find where the, the buffalo have gone. So they're looking for tracks and they stop the truck and they get out and there's some tracks 
And he kind of walks down this trail and these tracks go into this really deep, dark, like ravine. Like actually it was the dry season there, but in the wet season, this is actually a riverbed and it's real, real steep, real, real narrow, real, real dark. And he and the other guide are talking and then they bring me in and they're, um, they're like, look, this is where the buffalo have gone. This is how they hide. They travel these ravines. I'm looking, this thing is so narrow and so steep on both sides. I'm like, how can a massive Cape Buffalo, how can a herd even get through there? And the guy was telling me, he's like, well, this is, this is what they do. They'll come down at night and they'll hide. They'll get in kind of single file and they'll go through these ravines. They said, but we, we he, he was looking at the tracks and he's like, look, they're not going to be in there because I'm thinking if we get down in there, there's no place to run. It's like narrow. You know what I'm saying? They're going to charge my behind. We're going to be stomped. And, but he's like, looking, watch, watch. See, you got to trust your guide. He said, look, these tracks look real fresh and they are fresh. He says, but these, these were from last night. They've already gone through here. He says, they're going to be at the place on the other side of this ravine. He said, and Stovall, this is, this is where if there's any leopards in the area. This is leopard country. It's where the, the leopards hang out. He says, and this is tough terrain on this riverbed. He said this, he says, but these are their tracks. And this is the path where they went. And this is the only way to get there. And he said, look, if you want to go after the smaller game, you want to go after the gazelles, you want to go after the antelope, we can just stay up top. And that's easy. He said, but if you want to go after the big game, if you want to go after the big boys, this is the path. And here's what I can tell you. They're not, we're not going to stay down there because they've gone, they've, they've already passed. He said, we're not going to stay down there. We're going to go through it. But if you want the big game, this is the path you have to take. Are you, you see where I'm going? And I said, let's do it. Let's go. See, watch, watch, watch. Narrow is the way that leads to life. And few there be that find. Look, if you want to settle for less, if you want the little blessings, if you just want some fire insurance, that's fine. You can settle for less. You can stop. You can just go on doing what you want. But if you want the new thing, if you want the big breakthroughs, if you want the big blessing, that path is gonna take you through some valleys, it's gonna take you through some waters, it's gonna take you through some rivers, it's gonna take you through some fires. But here's what I'm telling you today, God doesn't take you in there to leave you in there. He doesn't take you in there for you to camp out in there. He doesn't take you in there for you to wallow in there, for you to quit in there, for you to give up in there. He's not going to leave you unhealed. He's not going to leave you broke. He's not going to leave you unhappy. He's not going to leave you sick. He's not going to leave you disappointed. He's not going to lead you in despair. Oh, you might get into it, but he's going to lead you through it. <laughs> Say, I'm just passing through. 
many of you want the big blessings, the big breakthroughs? He calls you out, he calls you through, he calls you up, and then you come in too. I'm gonna, I'm gonna close with this picture. I, I want you to put up my Instagram from this morning. My last little dig for those of you that <laughs> stayed home because narrow is the way and wet is the road and rainy is the day that leads to life. I'm only kidding. Come on, y'all know. Listen, this is this morning. I posted this on Instagram. If you don't follow me on Instagram, you need to so I can get in your business on a regular basis, even when you don't want me to. But watch this. I, took, I was looking on my weather app this morning, and uh, I took a picture of, of the storms. Do you see? So there we are. Now, now look at that picture. I, I'm looking at that picture. I take, I take a pic of the weather app. I'm, I'm looking at that. There's, we're, we're in a storm. Storms are surrounding us. And I actually posted on my Instagram, I said, I said, is this picture a prophetic picture of the season of life you're in right now? Do you feel like you're in, in a storm and surrounded by storms? Don't let storms keep you from coming to God or coming to church. Don't let those storms keep you from coming to God, because here's the thing. See, see, I, I, I took that pic of, the weather, of what was going on, the, the weather radar, the app that I have on my phone, but, but here's the truth. That's really, that's really not what was happening. Because you know what I did? I took a still pic of an active storm. So if you, if, if you go on the app, actually, you see that little bar down there that you can't see, there's an arrow down there. Some of y'all know it. And what happens is you hit that arrow and it actually shows you how the storm is moving. And over the last 30 minutes, it's been moving and changing and all those things. See, here's what we do with our lives. We get in a bad season and we allow ourselves to take a pick. And we think, this is my life. That's how it's going to stay. That's how it's going to be. Can I tell you, that is not the truth. Because in reality, when I posted that pic, what was going on is actually those storms were just passing through. They're moving through. Listen, don't take a pic of a difficult season in your life and think that that's how your life is going to be. I'm telling you, that storm is passing through and you're passing through. Listen, a brighter day is coming. A sunny day is coming. A new thing is coming. A new breakthrough is coming. A new blessing is coming. God wants to do it. God is doing it. Don't you see it? You, it, it doesn't look like it in the natural, but he's already doing it. You just gotta know you're passing through. You're just passing through. It's springing up right now. It's happening right now. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. 
For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.